Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, and I'm your host. We thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime. You can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Today we're going to talk about the parables of Jesus Christ, looking into the who, what, why, and how. So most of Jesus' parables are found in the New Testament books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And there's, I think, one or two in the book of John. But there's also some parables in the Old Testament. We're going to focus on the parables of Jesus Christ today, though. So I'm going to ask this question. What is a parable? Well, a parable is a short fable or an allegorical story illustrating a moral or spiritual lesson, as told by Jesus Christ in the New Testament Gospels. You know, there are New Testament uh, parables in the New Testament, many parables in the New Testament, and they depict all sorts of different topics. There's parables about grace, wealth, servants, talents, coins, wisdom, mustard seed, fig tree, sheep and goats, old and new garments, and the kingdom of God. And that's just to name a few. There's others about hidden treasures and and, the, uh, and pearls and lost sheep and, oh, I could go on and on and on. And then the ones in the Old Testament are quite interesting also because they talk about other things like the poor man's lamb, which is found in Second Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, and then the fruitless vineyard, uh, which is in Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, and then two eagles in the vine, which is in Ezekiel chapter 17, verses 3 through 10. So that's just a few, but there are parables in, through, in and throughout the Bible. So I want to go to the, the promotional material and read uh, to you what I put in there. So that usually is the foundation for uh, the, the podcast. And so storytelling is an aged-old method to convey a short or long message. A fable, typically with animals as characters, is a short story conveying morality. A myth, most likely a traditional story, may answer life's overarching questions. And then there's folklore and folktale. A collection of fictional tales is generally about people or animals. And then a legend purporting to be, a historical, to be historical in nature is a story but without substantiation. And lastly, a fairy tale mostly involving fairies and giants and dragons, elves, goblins, and then dwarves, and other fanciful and fantastic forces is for children and the childlike imagination. 
So in what category would we place the parables of the Bible, particularly those of Jesus Christ in the New Testament? Are they myth, folklore, legend, or fairy tale? Well, the answer is no. They are a collection of tales about people or animals. That's true. They're historical in nature. True. They answer life's overarching questions. True. And they do involve and can involve our imagination. That's true also. But there's one distinct difference. The parables of Jesus Christ are truth, not fiction or mystery. So I want to read a fable from a famous person uh, whom is well-known and quite uh, well-known for his, his, his writings, and his name is Aesop. So many of us grew up reading or having read to us Aesop's fables. And what we know about Aesop is he was a Greek writer, and uh, his stories were always about clever animals and foolish humans. And uh, his, his writings were considered the, the, the first of the morality tales in Western civilization. He is, uh, uh, probably was born around 620 B.C. and lived, to be, uh, and lived until about 560 B.C. But anyway, uh, he was said to have been maybe a slave who earned his freedom through his storytelling. And then he went on to serve uh, as an advisor to a king. So this particular fable, now because a fable and a parable are similar with the depiction of some sort of moral or spiritual lesson. So this Aesop's fable is entitled The Bundle of Sticks, and I'm going to read it to you. An old man on the point of death summoned his sons around him to give them some parting advice. He ordered his servants to bring in a, a, a a, a, a bundle of sticks, and he said to the eldest son, break it. So they had a a tie around it. And the son strained and strained, but with all his effort was unable to break the bundle. The other son also tried, but none of them was successful. Untie the bundle, said the father, and each of you take a stick. When they had done so, he called out to them, now break. And each stick was easily broken. You see my meaning said their father, union gives strength. Union gives strength. So what they were trying to do alone, they weren't able to do, but they were able to break it apart and accomplish breaking the sticks. I want to read you a parable from the New Testament Bible. And uh, this is a parable entitled The Rich Fool, and it's found in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21. And he said to them this parable, this is Jesus Christ, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Verse 18 says, then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. Verse 19 says, and I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Verse 21 says, This is how it will be with whoever stores up things 
for themselves, but is not rich toward God. So what is the moral of that parable? Well, there's a strong, strong message that we are to guard ourselves against greed. He had so much that he decided to not give. He decided to not be satisfied with what he had. He tore down what he had and built something bigger and bigger, and he filled it up, and then he decided that he was going to take it easy and he was going to eat, drink, and be merry. There's also a very strong message that life does not consist of many possessions. You know, life is more than just what we have, material possessions. You know, there's a passage that says wherever wherever we we store up our treasures, that's where our heart is. And then we know in Matthew 6.33 it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and everything else will be added to us. And then there's a command that we are to be rich toward God. So that's the moral of the story, be rich toward God. There's another parable that I want to read, and it's in Luke chapter 14, verses 16 through 24, and it's entitled The Great Supper or The Great Banquet. And it reads like this. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. Verse 17 says, At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Verse 19 says, another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I am on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. 20 says, still, another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Verse 22 says, Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house would be full. I tell you, verse 24 says, I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. So what's the moral of that parable? Well, many guests were invited. They all had an excuse why they couldn't attend. And then there were people in the streets were gathered from alleys and and the, and the towns, the alleys of the towns, and they were poor and they were crippled and blind and lame. And those members could have been uh, Jewish uh, members of the Jewish community who were considered inferior and ceremonially unclean. And then uh, the master decided to go out and invite the Gentiles from outside the city. So the moral of the story is when God invites, respond. Let's not come up with excuses why we cannot sit at the table and sup with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he beckons us, when he is drawing us unto himself. In Matthew 13, the disciples asked Jesus why he spoke in parables. Jesus answered that those who love the truth will understand the parables, and those that do not love the truth will not understand his parables. From Jesus' answer to his disciples, it is important that we, too, understand and reflect on the parables of Jesus Christ. More importantly is that we take action on our understanding of the parables. The parables pointed to the fact that man is made in God's image. 
He is of the earth, but also of the divine. The power of the parables, you see, lies in its ability to use a simple, everyday experience to help the hearer to understand a truth set forth about God's kingdom. Parables help man to receive the difference between man's kingdom and God's kingdom. And prayerfully and hopefully, the parable will lead the listener to making a choice to choose this day whom ye will serve. So there we have it. We have a clear understanding that the parables of Jesus Christ are markedly different from myth and fairy tales and and legend and folklore and folk tales because they are the the truth is rooted in what is being conveyed. They will share with us some sort of moral of the story, something that we should hear and respond to. So in conclusion, Next time you read one of the parables in the New Testament, ask yourself, who is Jesus talking about? What is Jesus really saying? Why is this message important? And how will I respond? Take heed or apply what I've just learned to my own personal life. Jesus' parables are still telling an applicable story today. They're not myth, they're not fairy tales, they're not folklore, and they're not legend. They are true and they are applicable to our lives today. We must position ourselves to receive his word with open eyes, ears to hear, and a heart to to receive. So as we go back and look at the title of the podcast, The Parables of Jesus Christ, looking into the who, what, why, and how, ask yourself those questions. Who is Jesus talking about? What is he really saying? Why is this message important? And how will I respond, take heed, or apply what I've just learned to my own personal life. With that, I'd like to say may you be richly blessed as a result of listening to and studying the Word of God. God bless you, and we'll talk again in two weeks.